you listening to cbjradio.com yet it's a free internet radio station based in wyoming but it's worldwide brand new shows every day shows range from hip-hop to rock to all independent artist shows and we have a friday night request show hosted by jeff rickett and don't forget about retro saturday nights make cbjradio.com the only internet radio station you listen to Hello friends, how are you doing? Hopefully you are staying cool during this heat wave in the western United States. How do you stay cool? Do you have a pool? Do you have an AC? Do you have a basement? Do you go up to the mountains? Do you go to a lake somewhere? Um, Growing up in Oregon, we didn't have AC. So my mom would fill the bathtub full of cold water and ice and stick a fan in front of it to blow it out into the hallway. I think it worked, but I don't remember it getting this hot in Oregon when I lived there. I wonder what changed. I guess I'll let the climate experts figure that one out. Now today's guest is Paul Rickett. Paul's the older brother of one of my best friends, Jeff Rickett. Check out his interview, episode five if you haven't already. I love talking to siblings of my friends because you get the other side of the some stories you've been hearing most of your life from your friends. Paul's story is very similar to other interviews where he was born in the same town he lives in now, but life took him to many different places to get him back to his hometown again. Let's get to the interview. I was born, believe it or not, in Buffalo, Wyoming. I was delivered by my wife's grandfather, wow. Dr. John Kniebel. When he pulled me out, he slapped me in the face instead of the ass. I don't <laughs> think he could tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he told my mom I, I look like a monkey. Of course, you know, if, if they said that these days, he would be uh, out of the medical profession. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we grew up, we, we were, I was born here and then uh, my dad was in the army. So we ended up moving to Colorado Springs, geez, probably before I was one years old. And then somehow we ended up in Las Vegas so, for the next 14 years. 14 years. So you probably didn't remember any Colorado Springs, did you? Or- oh, I, no, I don't remember any of that stuff. I was too young. Um, we moved to Vegas. I was probably... Gosh, I had to have been two because I started kindergarten, obviously, when I was five. So yeah. I went to school there till eighth grade. And so I, growing up in Las Vegas, I'm sure you got some stories there. Uh, your brother filled me in on a few he had. Uh, so I, I was going to say, you do have a brother. Yeah, he's your younger brother. How much younger? He's my younger brother. Four years younger. Four years younger. He looks four years older, but he's four years younger. <laughs> So I'm just gonna go with that. We're growing up. Were you guys like freaking frack tight? Uh, were, were you just like, ah, oh, get out of here, little brother? Or, or oh yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, we played a lot of sports together. Of course, you know, we played outside together a lot when we were yeah. kids. And thank goodness we had each other. We always had somebody to play with. It always ended up usually in a fist fight or a sixty-minute time limit uh, wrestling match. <laughs> you know, we, we had plenty. We had plenty of title changes back in those days. 
And what was uh, the title you'd fight for? World Championship, TV title? Oh yeah, we 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 had the World Championship. Okay. There was no TV title in our house. It was either <laughs> yeah. the World Championship or nothing. Gotcha. I think we made one out of cardboard one time, but uh, yeah, I remember Dad took us to. We went to an AWA wrestling at the Showboat. You know, if you look back at the old ESPN classics, they had all the AWA at the Showboat, and Rick Martel was the champion then, and he was wrestling Michael P.S. Hayes. I don't think it was P.S. then, though. Uh, yeah. And I remember, and we knew, you know, we knew wrestling was staged by that time yeah. in our life, and there was a lady there. I'm pretty sure she thought it was real. Rick Martel's bleeding. She's crying in the stands going, somebody help him. Somebody help him. Of course, you know, the free birds had come out. They just beat the crap out of him. And then she's in there just crying. And I looked at Jeff and I go, man, look at this lady, poor lady. Yeah. She's, she's going to have a heart attack because somebody's getting fake beat up in the ring. But hey, but yeah, I remember, you know, we had some good memories back in Vegas. Had a lot of good friends. Played Pop Warner football for, geez, probably since second grade. Because we had tackle football in second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and uh, still uh, still have a few friends left there. We had a little pop order reunion back about five years ago. That was pretty cool. Holy cow! Wow, I'd be yeah. I, and and it was kind of. I mean, I guess this is one good thing about Facebook. You know, you can kind of connect with some old buddies on there and go, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Let's hook up." And there was about there was about ten of us that hooked up maybe 12. So that was pretty cool. Definitely the purity part of Facebook I like, and that's why I got into it for the reconnect right. stuff. It's kind of watered down in that area of now. Uh, yeah, I I have three sisters and I'm the only boy. So I didn't get to play a lot of uh, fights or football in the, with them. Right. Uh, my older sister is six years older than me. So uh, she was definitely the shadow of my earlier life. Um, teachers, sports, and stuff like that. Like, I would come in the door, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're Rochelle's little brother," or "You're." She was the original rude, and uh, and I, I constantly had to live it up to her, especially in academics. I didn't stand a chance. Athletics, I was, I was there, but it was hard for a while. Um, so I, as a middle child, well, I was I guess the youngest child then. Um, I tried to distance myself from a lot of that. And so, right. like, I, looking back, I'm like, man, I really didn't spend a lot of time with my siblings. Yeah, I have a little sister who's 11 years younger than me and half-sister. And I was more of a, another parent with her than, like, a playmate. Um, I had friends, you know, in my neighborhood in Oregon that I, that I grew up with and spent a lot of time with them. I had an acre of woods behind my house, two acres, if you included the other side of the creek. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing to grow up. I grew up in suburb of Portland. And then if you went through those woods, there was like a neighbor, the typical neighborhood with the cul-de-sac and all my friends lived there. And so I kind of almost had that um, great, great childhood, almost like the Sandlot. We didn't play baseball, but right. like, like some of those. Did you have a certain path that you went through the woods oh, every yeah. time? Absolutely. Yeah. It went right up to my uh, childhood. Like a safe path. path. You knew exactly yeah. where, where to go. Yep. Uh, probably could still run it today. Um, right. And that's where I developed like that path right there. The grass would grow high when it got hooked close to my friend's house. And that's where my like fear of snakes started. Cause there'd just be gardener snakes in my top Oof. grass. 
And I, you don't know the difference between a gardener snake and a rattlesnake at that. I mean, it's a snake. It's a snake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so they would scare the the shit out of me. And so like that just manifested. There was another issue where my friend, that house was right there. We had, had a tree fort in the back. And his dad is like, I'll rebuild it if you lift up the bottom, the floor of it and get it all ready. I don't know if he's just fucking with us, but we lift up the floor and they're just, it's a snake. Den. <laughs> they're just coming out of everywhere. And, and so we go and grab hose and shovels and just kill them. So they probably owe me right now. Snakes do the snake world's probably like, we're going right. to, so you're, we are, we yeah. are going to get back at you at yeah. some point in your life. So be ready. Yeah. So, nice. uh, yeah, I was, and then at one point I got into wrestling out there, which was Portland wrestling, which was not AWA, the spectacular, you know, is that and on TV and everything. Portland wrestling was every Saturday. Um, Billy Jack Haynes was the main guy out there. Piper just left after a big stint when I started getting into right. it. Um, and we had the little old ladies in the crowd that were just into it, crying, all that stuff. Right. They would just totally be like sold and they would hit the wrestlers with their handbags and everything as they're going down the aisle, the bad guys. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Picture you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I don't know if, if my parents or anybody, I mean, I don't think it's hard to, t- once you go see it live, that it's predetermined and everything, but it was, it was very entertaining for all those reasons. And it just got more and more entertaining as it went. And I got, right. I watched all those classic AWA ones. You guys are probably in the crowd on ESPN, like right. record them. And I was like, because I would read wrestling mags growing up. And that's how I got to know about everyone. And you know, AWA, I don't remember, would you say Martell was a champ? Rick Martell was the champ. Yeah. Um, you know, remember the claw Baron Von Raschke was yeah. there. Greg Gagne was a, I mean, and I don't really know how Greg Gagne, I know how Greg Gagne became a wrestler because his dad owned the business, but he had zero physique. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the guy looked soft, but whatever. He, he was okay. And, uh, I think, uh, I don't think the midnight rockers were there just yet. I think maybe they were coming next on the scene. Um, well, the Freebirds were there. I can't really remember. You know, and then Jeff and I went to the Great American Bash. Yeah. That was a that was an old NWA. You know, it was like Flair was there, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, Sting when he was, you know, the cool Sting, Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting. Um, so, you know, Road War- the Road Warriors versus the Midnight Express on a scaffold match. Yes. Which was pretty lame. I mean, you know, it, it was it was kind of a cool idea, but it never really panned out to be a great match. Was that the one where Cornette blew out his knees? You know, I don't think that was yeah. the one we went to was like a, the great American bash tour. Oh, okay. It wasn't the actual pay per view, tuning it up, but, but they had the scaffold match there getting uh, probably like you said, getting ready for the pay-per-view, see if we can maybe fine tune this a little bit, yeah. but no, it wasn't the one Cornette didn't fall off that, but okay. the other guys did. And uh, there was once I remember there was a spot, one of the road warriors, I think it was Hawk, might have 
damn near fell off the scaffolding and one of the midnight express guys was holding on to him. And then the other guy came over and helped him get back up. It's like he slipped. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just like, Oh shit. But you know, it all worked out and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't have an accident when you do something stupid, like the scaffold match. Could you imagine if one of those guys on the top of that scaffold actually did fall into the ring? Yeah. Or onto the rope. Yeah. Cut him I in mean, half. Like, they'd be done. They'd yeah. be done. That's why they were always hanging off the bottom of it when they fell off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so dumb, but whatever. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, even watching the the, the original Matt, Great American Bash match where uh, Cornette blows out his knees, they're all up there like it's good, good fall underneath them. They're all holding on, like, right. they, like just standing there. Like, if I move left or right, I can go, I could fall off probably because. Right. They remembered what happened in Vegas there. Yeah, I would I wouldn't want to do it. No. No, I'd be all right. But with yeah, that. and then then Cornette falls into the ring and can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That crazy son of a bitch. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean we you know, we had a lot of, we had a ton of wrestling matches growing up, obviously. Yeah. Put the mattress in the living room when mom was gone and get after it and you know, and we played we we did sports all the time football when it was football you know it was a season yeah. thing whatever the season was that's what we were into so were and, you uh, into were you academically inclined in school <laughs> no <laughs> yeah we lived by c's get degrees that's what we lived by <laughs> i understand i understand yeah, well you know i mean yeah i mean if we there was a few classes that we excelled at but it wasn't you know, mom always made us do our homework. It wasn't D's and F's, that's for yeah. damn sure. But it wasn't, I guess it wasn't at the forefront of our day. You know, yeah. school was more of a go see your buddies and go to class and do a little work and then figure out what the hell you're going to do to screw around after school. Makes sense. You know, the, the academic part wasn't, and I, I think Jeff probably did, Jeff did a little better than I did. You know, I would just find that ah, if I had a C, Okay, I can live with that. If I got anything higher, awesome. Touch but it. yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like she was. My mom or dad were telling me I needed to get A's and B's all the time. Just do your schoolwork to the best of your ability and be done with it. I struggle. Oh, I'm left-handed, and I didn't know any left-handers till I was probably middle school. So I was constantly mirroring everybody and everything. Cause my mom was like, you will not change him to a right-hander. That'll stun his creativity. And so right. but it really slowed down learning how to write, writing cursive, learning how to just spell. Well, everybody's learning how to spell. I'm trying to like, just learn how to write the word down. And so that aspect I struggled in, but I was okay and everything else. But it was also like, Oh, my sister already did that. So why I need to excel? It's not my thing. And right. Even though, like, I was surrounded by educators, my dad was a is, was a teacher, my stepmom was a teacher, uh, my stepdad was a teacher at the university level. Um, they didn't push me like they probably should have. Um, but it, it was That's a, surprising. It, yeah, it was, they saw it was a struggle. Even though, like, I think every time I went to go visit my dad and stepmom, they'd be like, "Do you have homework?" And I'd work, do it there. But I always did homework. I never not did it. Um, I think I one year I like like sixth grade year, I think I wanted to take the year off and not do anything until the next right. year, like, we're going to put you in remedial classes. And I was like, wait a minute, I just didn't want to do the work. I'm not remedial. And 
I'm not. I don't belong in that class. Yeah, I was like, Wait. I just need to apply myself. I a just little need bit. to apply and, myself. Right. And so, because I, I remember, yeah, I, I I remember being in computer class, and of course, this was like the computers were so shitty back then. I mean, we're talking Apple IIe's or oh, yeah. you know whatever they were, and and I and I was pretty. I was always really good at that stuff, and so I'm whipping through our computer assignments, and the teacher comes over and he's like. You know, I think I'm going to put you on independent study because you you're really working well in this class and you can get a little farther ahead. And I'm like, oh, I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll quit excelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was basically going. I can be a fuck up. Just let me. Just give me a chance. Give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance. And 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 I'll slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know. And he's like, because I'm like, I don't want to go out on my own. I, I need a little structure. I, I this is fine. I'll just keep doing. I'll I'll just screw off. But it was, I mean, so that, working with computers would still be more fun, even though you're blowing everybody out of the water instead of independent study. Right. I'd rather be a part of yeah. that. Yeah, I understand that one. Um, I got one que two one questions about Vegas that I had to listen to Jeff's podcast. Uh, people go back and listen to Jeff Ricketts' podcast. That's the prequel to this one. Uh, he uh, talked about there was a riot, a massive fight in front of your house in Las Vegas one day like a bunch of people fighting he said he got stuck everybody ran in the house you i think like maybe a babysitter or somebody else ran to the house and he got locked out and had to hide between the bushes and like this wall because everybody had like a standard wall in front of their door and so do you remember that I don't remember. the only thing i remember was i don't it wasn't a he might be thinking of the same thing there it wasn't a fight it was one of our neighbor kids actually was with a couple other kids and they shot at a lady at the mall. Oh, wow. So the cops were around the neighborhood all day. Right. So, you know, and I would tell mom, man, there's a lot of cops out here. I couldn't have been. Jeff probably was like nine. I was probably maybe 13 or maybe even 12. And, uh, well, shit this guy and his friends come around the corner in their car and no shit like 10 cop cars five from one side and five from the other just surround this car all the cops jump out they draw their weapons get on the ground yeah. you know and my mom's yelling at us get your ass in the house <laughs> you know yeah and and but i don't remember i don't remember a fight breaking out but it could have yeah i might i may not have been there that day you know, I could have been over at my buddy's house or whatever because we I hung out with my football buddies all the time. But I do remember that with the guns and the and you know they they searched the car, they had them in handcuffs, they had them laying face first on the street. Mom wouldn't let us come out of the house, you know, because she's like, and and the what, the kid that was getting arrested and laid out actually babysat us. <laughs> wow! So because he lived two do two doors down from us, shooting at people. Yeah, Crazy. they shot at a lady. They they tried to rob her, take her purse at the mall, and she bent down in her car. She actually took a gun out of her purse, turned around, and they were they must have freaked out because they started running. And one of the kids turned around and shot at her, and it missed her. Thank God, or they'd have been in real deep yeah. shit. But yeah, they they ended up going to jail. Wow. But I don't remember a fight. But I'm not. You know, who knows? Maybe I wasn't there, and I just can't remember. Yeah, so that was a long time ago. Either a fight or a riot broke, kind of a riot type thing broke out in front of the house in the neighborhood, and everybody was kind of running away and ran the house. But yeah, I, I, I you know, that that could that could have happened. 
I do remember, I mean, there was always some crazy shit going on every once in a while. Um, Fourth of July was always a crazy time. Dad used to go a little psycho on the fireworks and, you know, he'd be holding up like a Roman candle or something, just shooting it in the air. And the cops would come and tell him he can't do that shit. And he, the cops came one time and said, if your fireworks are going above the electric, you know, because electrical lines are all all above the house yeah. in those days. Now in the new neighborhoods, they're down below, but oh, these yeah. are all up top. And and they told him, we used to block the street off, have a big party. And they said, if you do this, this, and this, you know, we're going to come back and we're going to throw your ass in jail. And dad was a little crazy then. He'd be like, fuck you, you know, and uh, I'm going to do what I want. So here comes dad again, shooting fucking shit up in the air. And the cop came back and then, then, then the big fight started, you know, but, <laughs> Dad never went to jail, but I think it was probably awfully close. Wow. Over fire. And mom would be yelling at him. Oh, yeah, over fireworks. <laughs> you know? If you if you did that today, you would go to jail because it seems like every 4th of July there's a fire ban. Yeah. You know? And imagine how hot it was in Vegas at that time. Oh, yeah. And you're just shooting off fireworks in the neighborhood like that in front of everybody's house. Yeah. In the middle of the street. Yeah, it's it definitely dry. Probably could light a few houses. Oh, it's, it's, kind of, it's so freaking dry and hot, yeah. you know? Probably yeah. hadn't rained in six months. You know, it's the middle of July, or the first of July in Vegas. Had to have been 100 degrees. Easily. But we yeah. never even thought about shit like that back then. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, I well, Laramie, they, you can't shoot them off in town. And I remember moving here, and at that moment I went, Psh. Fourth July's over. Like if you can't light yeah. up your own fireworks, I was like, it's over. But my neighborhood seems to forget such laws, and it's going off till oh, midnight probably, of just exploding stuff. And still, I, huh? Are they yeah. still doing it? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just it's. I mean, and I was like, I swear we have a cop that lives on our street, but. It doesn't matter. You do. He's over at his house lighting up firecrackers. Yeah, he's probably the one lighting them <laughs> off. So he's got firecrackers in Ant Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it's 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 all right until like they shoot off the big fireworks in Laramie, and then I'm like, all right, everybody needs to chill out. The next next hour, it's like, bah, 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 man, right. And I feel sounds bad. like a war zone outside. Yeah, I feel bad for pets. My cats kind of ignore it but there'll be times where huge ones will go off and it'll shake the house and they're like wow yeah. and bets like people that you know went to war and, and those kind of sounds blowing up things around them makes them go not good place. not yeah. good right i feel for those them most i just started thinking about that a few years ago and i was like damn you need to yeah, imagine what they're going, what's going through their head yeah i'd be hitting the dirt like it's, it's just got to be crazy but so you, you say you you're in Vegas till you were how old? 13, 14? 14. 14. And then we moved to Buffalo, Wyoming of all places. And that is because your parents separated? Divorced? Parents were getting a divorce. And uh, so my grandparents lived in Buffalo, my mom's parents. So that's why we ended up here. And so, so then we Yeah. Yeah, went to eighth grade, went to high school here. High school was great. I had a great time. Never had a girlfriend, so I wasn't I wasn't uh, tied down watching movies on VHS tape. You know, <laughs> going to the video store, and uh, 
we we had a lot of fun. We could say that. So a you, lot you, of fun. You fit right in to Buffalo, moving yeah. to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we had a lot of relatives here, so that helped. Yeah. And we had come here a couple of weeks out of the year, every year anyway, in the summer. So, you know, we got to know a lot of people and kind of knew of where things were. School was, you know, I, I came eighth grade, I played football. So that was my first real uh, interaction with anybody from here that I didn't know. And yeah, I hit it off pretty well with everybody. And uh, yeah, I still have a lot of good friends today from high school. And, but yeah, high school was great. I mean, I can't, I can't complain. I mean, shit, we... We had a lot of fun parties. I don't see the kids partying like we did back in the day, you know, with kegs or going out to the lake or, you know, they don't do a whole lot of that stuff anymore. Well, they just do the pill parties where they fill up a jar, take whatever. No, I don't even know. Well, you know, my son's going to be a junior and I remember, God, I I better not. uh, I remember after my sophomore year, last day of school, we got freaking hammered. And I'm thinking, well, my son's not doing that, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Just different times, you know, different different things. We didn't have internet. We didn't have any of this other bullshit. We had, you know, Nintendo once in a while and uh, just hanging out with your buddies. And if you were good at Nintendo, you weren't getting sponsorship or playing. <laughs> right. No. YouTube. We weren't on right. Twitch. We weren't yeah. on Twitch and, you know, all this other shit. I have a I have a nine year old and I heard him say, Hey, we should we should play video games and get on Twitch. And I said, No, you shouldn't. You should go outside and ride your bike. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. But yeah, we don't we didn't, you know, we we just had a lot of fun, kind of innocent fun, really, just hanging out and breaking laws, drinking laws, and uh, probably some traffic laws, and uh, we all made it through it okay. We rode our bikes without helmets back then. I mean, we're, yeah. I mean, I'm a little fucked up, but you know, Hey, whatever we made it. <laughs> I, my concussions are from football. They're not from uh, bike rides accidents. Uh, right. I moved to Laramie in eighth grade, right? Same kind of move you did. And, uh, and instantly knew I was, it was a big fish, small pond scenario, as opposed to where I'd grown up in Oregon and so, and, and, and it was kind of a tight knit community. And so I was an outsider for a long time. Um, I didn't sound like right. anybody else from, from growing up on the West coast. And uh, I also didn't like Laramie and that was probably made my time from eighth grade to probably my senior year, not fun and that much. I played sports and stuff, but it wasn't great wasn't that fun. I'd go visit my dad for a month at a time in Oregon. But then my senior year was fantastic. And I didn't party because I thought sports was my way out of Laramie. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Um, but my senior year had a serious girlfriend. So I ran a lot of movies, but it was good times. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good times and then <laughs> you got stuck you got stuck in the movie rut didn't oh, you yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh hey do you want to watch footloose tonight yeah i've heard footloose was coming out we did uh, footloose one time i do recall that uh, see see yeah but we broke about halfway through the year and uh by my spring break of my senior year i got drunk for the first time at a party across from the buckhorn and it took me eight beers and I was like blackout drunk. Um, 
said some, wow. yeah, some interesting things and learned my, I mean, learned a lot about like drinking from there. I didn't drink until I went to Australia that summer and you, you're 18, you can drink in Australia. So like learned how to drink in Australia and, uh, then college was just a blur. And so, uh, yeah. cause I didn't, I, the time I'd spent with athletics, where was, yeah. Where was Jeff's apartment in Laramie when he lived downtown? When he lived downtown, it was on Grand, uh, yeah, wait, Grand Ave. Was it a block off the Buckhorn or was it? Yeah, it was on Grand. So you got Ivinson and then you go okay uh, south and it's the Buck and then it's the other street. It's like Lovejoy's is on the corner and then you just go up. Okay, right. Just go up. It's right up from there. Okay. I, I remember that place for some reason. It just hit me that he lived down there. I just That's classic the other day. And I'd be like, all right, wait, here it is. Wait, this door right here, this door. Wow. Cause I live downtown as well during that time period. I live with wall work and them just around the corner. And there are times I get so wasted at Jeff's house. I would sleep on the couch. Like I couldn't get down the stairs. Right. Yeah. A lot of people did that move. Well, yeah, there was a lot. You guys were doing a lot of crazy shit back <laughs> yeah, in those days. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was out of school and I had a, I had a real job and you guys were having the fun that I had four years ago. So, which is fun, which is great. Well, going to rewind back to that. Did when you finished high school, were you going to go to college? Was that your thing? Did I went to college and, and I went to college in Laramie for one year, and I was yeah. a complete screw up. I mean, I basically didn't give a shit about grades. I I just had a lot of fun. I mean, I oh, spent yeah. a lot of money and I had a lot of fun. I, <laughs> I, did, I went to every party there was: the football kegs, the basketball kegs, the you know, just parties wherever there was a party. And it's funny because the first weekend I was there, I was at a party and I got pretty hammered and I introduced myself to everybody at that party. Right. Yeah. So I'd be walking to class and they go, Hey, there's Paul from Buffalo. Yeah. Hey dude, what are you up to? I go, Hey fellas. And they're like, Hey, we're having a party at such and such on Friday. Are you come and I go, fuck yeah, man, I'll be there. Nice. You know? So I, I met every, I met all kinds of people. Nice. So yeah, I was at the Vita Vu football kegs. I was at, you know, the world in, we had like parties there and people's houses, the swimmer party. I mean, all of them, I was there, but it, it was a great time. And then I, uh, well, I was asked not to come back. So I, <laughs> and mom said, you're not going back for that kind of money. <laughs> so I actually dialed it down and I went to Sheridan college for a couple of years. Yeah. And then I uh, went to black Hill state and spearfish. So, and I had a great experience on, and, and just all those years, I mean, gosh, there wasn't any real, you know, when you don't have a whole lot of responsibilities, you take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, I never had a, a girlfriend in those days. Still, I didn't have a girlfriend until I got out of college just cause I was too busy screwing around, you know, going golfing, partying, having fun, going to class, working. I worked for Pepsi in school, so I loaded trucks at night. Uh. And then after that, it was, let's go get some beers and then, uh, you know, get up the next morning and do it all over again. Yeah, girls don't really like that kind of schedule. Kind no, of that no. Schedule. It's hard to find no. them, too, because you're working. You right. Know, maybe. I mean, I, I go to work at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 or 9 o'clock at night and then go down to the bar until about 11 or 12. And depending on how much, how much fun the bar was that night. Yeah. I mean, if it was shitty, we'd go home. If it was popping. You know, we stuck around. Yeah. And then uh, go to class the next day and 
I actually started giving a shit about school probably right in the middle of my Sheridan college. And I think I actually had a 3.0 at one point, believe it or not, that was pretty goddamn good for me. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that all worked out and then, uh, worked for Pepsi for five and a half years, including my couple years of school. And then I got a job with, uh, us foods and it was 98 and here i still am you still work for us foods i work for us foods nice 22 years yeah cool you got three more years and retire shit <laughs> i got a nine-year-old more like 20 more years yeah, i guess so yeah nine-year-old wow yeah hopefully i don't know 15 years yeah, yeah. 65 you know I still want to be able to walk and golf and have a little fun. I got eight more years till I can collect my retirement. I'll have 25 the university. I'm not going to retire then, but I always play. Just make it to that moment. Just right. make it to Just that. make it. <laughs> Just make it there. I mean, how many years have you been there? 15? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, 17? Uh, yeah. I mean, hell, eight years is nothing. Yeah. In the scheme of things, you know, really, I mean, you've already done it twice. Yeah. You do another third shift and you got full retirement. Yeah. But it's like the moment I started and acknowledging when I got under 10 years, I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. It seemed like it's dragged the last couple of years. I'm like, God, but it went blue by like, we you get awards. Quit thinking about it. We got, yeah, no, we get awards every five years of service. And so I'm like, what am I do right now? And yeah, got a few more years for that one. So how did COVID affect your guys' jobs? Um, I became essential staff, uh, because I had access to everything like, um, to fix technology. So I had access to buildings. So I became a guy that opened the door, let you in the classroom, then wiped it down. Cause they would teach from classrooms towards the beginning of it to people out in the state. And sometimes instructors just felt more comfortable teaching in classrooms. So we'd have it available. And, um and then we wipe stuff down and lock it up i was like man i'm a doormat custodian and my it job that's where it went in the beginning things got easier i was at home for a little bit um then we got a huge technology order and that's what i work in and i was like i should probably be there and nobody was on campus so it was easy to be there and things had chilled out more like if you cough on something and then you, someone else touches you know you're not going to spread it that way so right it was things had changed. And so it was a lot easier to be on campus. Um, we still had the single access entry doors. So we had a scan, man. I hated those things. And I didn't get why we had to lock down the rooms, but other buildings, but it's just to keep um, the riffraff out. People didn't have access. Sure. But it, it, it was easier to park. I bet. Yeah. It still kind of is. <laughs> yeah. and, and since we're like, people are working, from home still there's some they may not even be back in um we're talking about maybe going to uh four tens you know working mm -hmm. four days a week i was like yes i'm in for that as long as i have fridays off i know we'll have to rotate but i was like i'll do that i could easily work till seven every day and right have an extra week weekend off so we're talking about that so it's kind of created some flexible shifts and stuff and like but it also was like, I never really go off the clock. 
Like I'm, I can come home and I, I have a setup at home. I have my phone. I'm mm -hmm. so I can always take care of things besides actually touching the technology itself. But there's, and so I didn't feel like it really changed my job a whole lot. I kept working, but it was, I also work in video conferencing a lot too. And I was a troubleshooter. And so I kind of excelled at it. Um, right. Because people were leaning on zoom a lot and I had a lot of experience in it. So I'm like, my name got out there as the one to talk to about things. So I was like, it, it, I kind of benefited a little bit and it also kind kept of kept you busy anyway. Yeah. It showed people that kind of the distance learning is, is something that we need you, all schools should invest in. If you're going to get more money, literally out of your state, out of your, like the university went on me, you should be able to teach it to every household in the state. But right. then again, why do would people come to the actual campus? So there's a there's a weird dichotomy there, and and what where you go? And I'm like, well, you put the butts in the seats on campus, and then you sell out, you know, classes. Can, yeah, can you do both? Yeah, you can do both. Because I mean, we need the just for the economy. We need the kids there. We need the kids at 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 the places, yeah. at the eating places, the restaurants, the you know, the gas stations, just everything football yeah. stadium you know we lost how much money do you think we lost in football revenue last year hey, uh six mil i don't know tons ton. at least <laughs> ton, yeah. basketball you know i yeah. mean and we're a small school think of like the sec schools and the acc schools and pac-12 i mean look at oregon yeah how many people fit in that stadium 60 70 000? Five, yeah i think yeah yeah and it's empty i mean god damn oh yeah i mean the, the, that is kind of the weird flip side is like people went uh, virtual and they don't want to come back. And I'm like, right. yeah, we need waiters. There's like bartending jobs in Laramie. That's like a coveted job. Dude, there's <laughs> yeah. These people that are like, if anybody ever said to you, I can't find a job, you should, that, that should be your sign <laughs> to kick them in the balls. Yeah. Because no <laughs> you know, there isn't one restaurant or bar or anybody that isn't looking for help. Yeah. You know, waitressing, bartending, cooking, whatever, anything. But hell, Walmart's looking for people. All the retail places are looking. Everybody's looking for somebody. The convenience stores in Buffalo are closing at 10 o'clock now because they have no people. Wow. Like they went from 24 hours to 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. because they don't have help. We did a kind of a good move. When it happened i was just in the middle of turnover anyway i've i've hired about seven student techs maybe eight i was in the middle of our big turnover session regardless of COVID or not and we upped our rate from 850 to 1250 and um i hired like four freshmen and it were green in the beginning it was tough but now they're awesome and they're sticking right. around and they'll probably get raises and I don't have this. And I have two guys that took the summer off, but they're coming back for sure. I don't I, I don't have that that issue of trying to find people when I used to be the one that was like, I need somebody. I need to hire people. I need to hire people. Mm -hmm. Once we changed our rate, I was like, wow, I'm actually going to keep some people, retain some people um, that won't go work, you know, for 10 bucks an hour at Burger King. So, right. I mean, even though it's probably, but even the fast food, yeah. even there, oh yeah, they're, I mean, McDonald's is 14, 15 bucks an yeah. hour now. And so I was working for a measly $3 and 35 cents back in the day. Yeah. I was, you know, 
I, mean, I, I remember I got a raise to five bucks. I was going to do backflips. <laughs> I was at 425 <laughs> for like five years, I think. Yeah. And yeah. It's like 15 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? Fuck, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a different world. And I, and, but yet I'm like, okay, I'm willing to pay you if you have had our work ethic of what we had right. 20 years ago. Fine. I want to pay that person to work. But this person that comes in and asks me for a raise like within a month, I, I'm And has done nothing. Yeah. Right. It has shown you no ambition yeah. or, you know, no, 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 I don't want to learn how to do this. I just want you to give me a paycheck every other week. And by the way, can you give me a raise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. What the hell? Why not? <laughs> That's in our budget. Yeah, let's do it. There. Well, uh, getting sidetracked. There's a Saturday Live sketch, and this guy's like staring at the one of these older gentlemen. He's looking out the one. He's like, "I worked my ass off for the last 20 years. I'm finally in the top floor. I'm all this thing." And then he gets a tap on the shoulder, and he's like, "I want to raise." And he's like, "Who are you?" Right, right. And he's like, "I started yesterday." And he's like, "Yeah." And you want to raise? And I was like, "I've had this conversation. I know I've had this conversation." And I'm like. Yeah show me what you got. And then, yeah, I'll give you a raise if it's worthy. But I was like, I barely know your name right now, let alone right. we're going to start doing the paperwork on a raise for you. Like, ah, it, so. they joke about it, but it's the absolute truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, Can you hear my dog barking? It's all right. It wasn't very loud. I had thunder going off around me, lightning and everything. It's crazy. But Today, so thunder, thunder boomers. Yep. We just got, went through a storm. So before I got sidetracked there, uh, off on working and growing up. So you went through college, um, you're working for Pepsi and then you worked for us foods. Uh, how do you get from Pepsi to us foods? Well, it was an interesting story. The guy that, uh, was doing my job. I, well, I guess one of the jobs that I had at us foods, he was a sales rep in Buffalo, Sheridan and Gillette. He actually called me and said he was going to retire and he wanted to know if I was interested. Um, if I was interested in his job, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll put my name in the hat. So uh, the, it, this is how funny, I mean, this, you know how it is to apply for a job. Now you got to go online. You got to have your resume. You got to have yeah. this, that, and the other thing. The district manager came down to talk to me. We chatted for a couple hours and he said, Hey, I'm going to be on vacation for the next week. I'll call you when I get back. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So about two to two days go by and the HR person at us foods called me and they said, we don't have time to dick around with this. Do you want this job? <laughs> I go, yeah, sure. I'll take it. And they go, all right, we'll see you in a couple. What do you got to give your two weeks? I said, yeah, I should. And he looked at the calendar. He goes, I'll see you October 4th. Just be here in Denver. And I said, all right, I'll see you then. That's how, that's how it went down. That was it. You know? Yeah. How funny how things have changed <laughs> over the years to to you know filling this out, filling that out, taking right. a <laughs> taking the aptitude test, the background <laughs> check, the yeah, I mean it's crazy. So for the people at home that don't know what US Foods is, what is it? So US Foods is a broadline distributor. We we service restaurants. If you wanted to start up a new restaurant, we could take care of every every need that you have in that restaurant. 
from and hopefully we can we can continue on from equipment to okay. doors to freezers to coolers to food to stoves to the whole everything okay. we could probably help we could probably even get you some flooring i've never sold any but i'm sure that we could so uh and when I first started, we were Alliant Food Service. We were bought out by U.S. Food Service wow. about 15 years ago. But, yeah, so it's been, I mean, it's provided a good life for myself and my family, and we've done pretty well. And so, so I can't complain. you didn't talk, didn't have any girlfriends until nope. the Pepsi job, after the Pepsi job, right? Right, until after college. Uh, then I got married. Married, see? And then, yeah, yeah. I went straight from no girlfriends to married. Huh. Uh, it, was an, it was an arranged marriage. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo was, arranged marriage. It, it was an sort arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's a bass thing. Uh, it was a sheep. I don't know what the sheep's <laughs> name was, but it didn't know me. <laughs> we had an excellent evening together. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, I got married, and then uh, we we ended up getting a divorce after about five years. We had a daughter, Emma, and then Chris and I got together, and we were together oh for about four years, and then we decided to get married, and that was that was twenty years ago. And so, yeah, daughter, any other kids? Uh, well, she she uh, together we have seven kids. Seven, wow, yeah, family. Um, she yeah blended and we have two boys together okay so and they're ornery just like their father and their mother they're their father and their mother put together it's not a healthy combination for anyone punishment anxiety yeah yeah total total uh total getting back at you so what's the age ranges your oldest well, is chris's daughter i think keisha's probably 32 maybe 33 and buzz is nine kenson's nine Wow. Do you ever yeah. do a family outing together, everybody? We have. Yeah. Uh, we went to Florida last, right before COVID in February of 2020. We all went to Florida together. But since then, we, you know, we really haven't gone on vacation anywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went to Arizona for spring break, just Chris and I and the two boys, but nothing. Hell, we haven't hardly done anything over this COVID crap. Yeah. Just, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. Keenan and I did go to Florida in February to go golfing for a couple of days. Stayed with a buddy. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of toned us down quite a bit, really. I mean, hell, it's kind of weird because I don't even hardly watch TV and I don't really watch sports much anymore. <laughs> uh, it's really weird. Yeah, that is weird. You know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it just was since it all just went away for those months. I haven't watched it one baseball game on TV this year. Yeah, I mean either. Nope. You know, and and NBA, man, yeah, I never really watched that anyway. And and uh we watched Josh Allen on the NFL, you know, with the Bills and check that out. We watch a little football and God, college football was a little weird this year, but it kind of it kind of picked up momentum towards the end of the year. I would say we watch college football for sure, but the rest of it's just kind of gone by the wayside. It's you know, hell, I remember watching SportsCenter 2, 3, back-to-back. -back. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you did, too, at some point in your life. Yeah. You know, and then now, I don't I don't even hardly watch it. Yeah. It's, I, it's definitely a change. It's been a change. I, I'll, I'll be on NFL Network more than I'm on ESPN. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost my summers. Yeah, I like baseball a little bit. Um, I, being that I don't live in the, a big market like I did on New York, so I didn't follow. I don't follow the Yankees like I really used to. So I'm like summers off from sports. Like I like to do concerts and camp right. and all the other stuff. And then I'm like, oh, hey, football's coming up. But like, I'll watch basketball until my team gets eliminated. And then I'm like, oh, there's the NBA finals going on. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, that's cool. I don't, I don't even pay attention. And I watched. Uh, I I don't think I've. I mean, I'll go to a baseball game for sure if somebody says, hey, yeah. I got tickets to the Rockies. You want to go? Yeah, I'm in. You know what the hell? I like I like going. Yeah, Just don't like to sit around and watch it. But I'm like you. Summer times for going outside and getting doing some other stuff instead of. I mean, football when it's November and it's freaking blizzarding outside. Yeah, absolutely. I'm laying on the couch for eight <laughs> hours watching football. Yeah, right? no doubt. yeah. I mean, yeah, no doubt. So, oh, your picture froze. Still there? Okay, yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's tough in the summer. Oh, so, I was fro- I was practicing my mannequin. Uh, that was my mannequin pose. Yeah. So, how'd your your kids handle COVID? Did you have to do some homeschooling? Did they go to school? We did. <laughs> It was kind of funny. Well, you know, when March hit, everybody, well, nobody went to school. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my son, Kian, who was, he might have been a, he was probably, what was he? He was a freshman then. They they went to homeschool. Uh, elementary school went to homeschool. So I did some homeschooling with him because at my job, we went to working from home. You know, you're out selling and being on the road every day to yeah. going working from home. You know, it was kind of a, that March, April were tough. When the weather started warming up, it wasn't so bad. And then when the weather turned shitty again, I mean, depression was kind of setting in, you know, I got to get the hell out of this house. But uh, yeah, so my son, I said, you getting your homework done? Oh yeah, dad, I am all over it, man. (laughs) I am all over it. I'm like, okay, all right. And I trusted him, you know? So about two weeks before the school year, and there's a knock on the front door. It's one of his teachers. <laughs> she says, Ken hasn't done shit in anybody's class. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, so I go, uh, Ken, uh, Mrs. Moon's here. And he comes up, and she's, like, chewing his ass, you know. So he actually had to go to school. Oh. They let him in the school. He was going from eight to three for like three weeks to get caught up and she got him through his freshman year. I said, you are damn lucky that somebody still cares. No doubt. Cause really you could, you could have been back to being a freshman and how would that have been for you? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, something else, <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's lucky, but they went back to school this year. So that was good. Yeah. You know, and then they kind of mellowed out on the masks and they didn't have to do that anymore. And I think we'll be actually be able to go to football games and basketball games again at the school, which will be nice because he plays basketball. And there was, you know, we only had like two tickets per game. So his mother and I could go, but nobody else could. So that was a bummer. Yeah, we got. But we're getting we're getting close back to normal. I, I hope we can go to some Wyoming football games this year. We'll see. I oh I think we'll definitely have them. Um, our our county keeps getting vaccinated, so we probably will will have them for sure. Um, 
and everything. It doesn't seem like it's really affecting that. There'll be full students back and everything. That'll get hard to get used to is a campus full of students again, instead of right. I'd walk out on a Wednesday at three and I'd be like, it's a ghost town out here. And even though classes were fully in session, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It was, it was eerie after right. a while. And, but yet like, I remember we traveled to a wedding the last summer in Kansas. And like the first time I was in like a convenience store around other, like lots of people, like 20 people, I was like, so socially awkward. Like, you know, we're all wearing masks and everything, but mm-hmm. I was not, so, wasn't used to being around that. I was like, this is crazy. This is so weird. I'm going to be so weird when I get around, be around people again. And uh, yeah, I was. And then once I got the vaccine and I've been to Red Rocks, we had Jubilee days. Um, I've tested it. It works. The vaccine. <laughs> like I'm in some, some uh, probably high contagion areas and all is good. So I feel that how was uh jubilee days it's all right uh i this is one of those years that the friday night of jubilee days i walked around i was like i don't know a soul i'm so old and then the second night i knew more people <laughs> yeah and i'm from here and i graduated high school here and usually you run into so many people you graduated with it's usually just a given and so right. i'm like wow, there's nobody. That's really hilarious. And I was like, I'm old. Or I just, yeah. I, or I thought maybe my the people I'm looking for have aged so much. I don't recognize them anymore. And, and that's because right. like, I have a baby Thank God face. I still look good. That's all yeah. I have to say. Uh, yeah. like, I have yeah. a baby face. I understand. Some people like yeah. come up to me and like ask, make sure who I am. And I was like, uh, but next year's my 30th uh, high school reunion. So I'll know people then. And uh, I know my graduating class will be back in full force. They'll probably be like a good solid, like hundred of them that come back out of 300. Like that'll be good. We didn't have hardly anybody. Yeah. We didn't get a, a great turnout at our 30th, maybe 20, maybe 15. Wow. It was shitty. Yeah. Which is too bad. You know, I, and I, and I went on a hefty diet. I lost like 30 pounds. I'm like, I'm not going to that reunion being the fat guy. That's for damn sure. Shave my head short so the gray hair wasn't sticking out so bad, and and uh, but yeah, I hope uh, yeah, if you get a hundred people to show up, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like I started a a get together during Jubilee days, not really for anybody who's union, but you'd always run into your former classmates, you know, however years apart you are mm-hmm. downtown, and you'd be like, oh, I want to stay and talk to you forever but I'm kind of making my way around. So I make it. So a bunch of the Laramie kids go or Laramie grads went to Mulligan's in Laramie for a couple hours on Saturday. So for the people going to brew fest, they can catch it on the way out for the people going downtown can catch it on the way there. Or people that don't go do Jubilee days. They're just like, it's a corner bar, like on the corner town. And so that I've been doing that. And all I did was make a Facebook page and invite people. Now I'm in charge of, probably our 30, 30th reunion. Right, like, right. Now you really screwed that yeah, one up. I yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. look, he likes to be in charge of stuff. We'll just put him in charge of getting all the bookings and all the shit yeah. together for our reunion. Yeah, right. that was determined. And I was like, all right, I'll make a page. But I'm getting the people that have put together our 10 and 20. Yeah, they're going to be on my committees because they know what to do. I just right. I build a page. Then you'll set the date and a few people will be like, oh, we can't make it that day. Oh, yeah. 
And you're just like, uh, well, I, we can't please everybody, dude. I'm sorry. At least you know? We, we know Jubilee Days is always when it's going to happen. And it's just basically deciding if we want to have one or two events. And there's a- Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. And, so it's already a predetermined it happens yeah. during Jubilee Days. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So like, I, we went through that a little bit, I think, with our 10 or 20. But it was like, oh, we're not going to be here. Or, does everything have to be like downtown around Jubilee Days? And we're like, yes. Yes, it does. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's it was fun. It was interesting. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how Frontier Days turns out. Um, hopefully they make a lot. It's of going fun. on now, isn't it? Yeah. Or yeah, it's the beginning of it. I think or it starts this weekend. Yeah, it's got to be going. What on. is Garth? When is Garth concert? Friday. Is it this weekend. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Don't don't drive through Cheyenne that night. No. No. And so, if I was really ambitious, I would have gone and drove Uber over there. But I'm not that ambitious. We're going up to. Remember when we went to the Kiss yeah. concert and those people gave us a ride back to the hotel? Yeah. They, I mean. You call it Uber. They called it. We're just driving around asking people if they need a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, here, here's some money, man. Thanks. We, <laughs> we, we invented Uber right there. Right. right. We, we should have known shit. We, that could have, that could have, we could have made millions. Yes. Well, they actually invented Uber. They're just driving around yeah. going, do you boys need a ride home? I see yeah. you're in line for the bus. We're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. We cry. Yeah. We all five of us crammed into <laughs> that truck. Yes. <laughs> I think I told that story not too long ago about, yeah. I was like, we couldn't find a ride or I, where I waited for the bus. I was like, but these people pulled up and we're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get in the car with strangers. That's a good idea. There was, what are they yeah. going to do to us? Yeah. They kept bum rushed us. Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. there was four guys and my wife and we were all, we had all been drinking and if they yeah. wanted to fight, we probably <laughs> yeah. would have fought. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, wait, okay. I got, I forgot about this question from Jeff. He says, you've never beat him in a game of basketball since 89. Oh, bullshit. There you go. That's what I want to say. He said he was good. He was good. Uh, once I probably got to Buffalo, he was playing pretty good by then. 89. 89. Let's see. I was a senior in high school. There's no way. No way. I would I would say 92 92 89 he's dreaming. <laughs> I mean we could play right now and we would have to play to about 3 because that's all I got left. Yeah. But he probably he probably would whip my ass. <laughs> he was at, he actually got pretty good at it. And uh I don't know why he never he never wanted to play high school sports. Yeah. Just wasn't into it, but he liked sports. You yeah. know. He loved basketball. He'd he'd go down to the play, playground and play basketball every day and the kids that played basketball he'd school them too so i never understood why but he just didn't and then i wasn't here much when jeff was in high school because i went away to college oh yeah so you know so i wasn't here to say while he was getting right <laughs> i wasn't here to you know say hey man why don't you go out for basketball yeah that was a that was a different time in our lives because you know, shit, we didn't have cell phones or any of that shit. It's not yeah. like you could text your brother and go, hey, man, what's going on? You yeah. know, yeah, you had to actually go find a phone, sometimes a pay phone, and physically dial a number. What a pain in the ass that is. Or remember the number. God. Right, right. 
I was like, there are a few numbers. I probably remember my Laramie landline number better than any of my friends' numbers offhand right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell you any of my friends' numbers when we were growing up. Yeah. And, of course, now you just yell at your phone to call somebody, and they just do it for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's no. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The technology, the just everything is so much different. I'm glad I grew up in the era I grew up in. Oh, at least you half know. our lives are not growing up on the internet. It didn't exist. Yeah, right. And there, there are kids today that they're on the internet since like inception, since they were created. Right. Well, my son, yeah, my son is, you know, and it's funny, you see these little kids and they already know how to get the phone, turn it on YouTube, turn it on whatever, Yeah. you know, oh, I want to watch a cartoon and they can snap that shit up in two seconds. Yeah. You know? We didn't have that in our face all the time. We had Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. You know, and if you could catch an uh, episode of the Flintstones once in a while, it was, I was good to go. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'm glad I wasn't, you know, and of course we had eighties hair bands and glam rock and then it switched alternative. And Yikes. so things were good, you know? Oh yeah. Gangster rap. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe there was crazy stuff going on back then, but your 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 world was so small. You know, you might have MTV or pay attention to that stuff, but like mm-hmm. you didn't have instant access to information, or your parents didn't to freak them out, so they had to keep you on lockdown. I mean, yeah, right. divorced parents. I have divorced parents. One of them was trying to hold down a job or a couple jobs, and so I was out in the world learning life. Right. And, uh, I'm glad I survived. Not anymore. Yeah, no. Not anymore. No. It's it's a whole different world. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't continue down this path. I mean, we got to, I don't know, we just got to, things got to change a little bit. People got to up their game when it comes to work ethic and they can't expect things to just be handed to them all the time. And and sometimes, I mean, it seems like you said, can I have a raise? Dude, you've been here for three hours and you haven't done shit. You know, I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Right? Like Tia and I, con- my girlfriend, and I constantly talk about that. We're like, we, and you too, we, like we jumped in the workforce and it was work or fall to the wayside. It wasn't like, right. you know, someone's there going to hold our hand the whole time. It was, you know, you better be this good or we'll find somebody that will be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like a luxury this day or you have to like consider feelings and stuff like that into the, I, I mean, uh. great that people can talk about their emotions and stuff, but like, I'm like, okay, would you please do your job today? Cause it would make me yeah. feel do, good. <laughs> do you think you could do something today? Yeah. So that I don't have to feel like I want to beat you, but yeah. you can't say that. Can't say that. No, so, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really a shame that it's yeah. come to that. And I don't know what, what we can do to change it. You know, all these unemployment, um, benefits and COVID and uh, COVID really fucked everything up. We should be able to spank your kid if they're fucking up as a little kid. You're right. Not you can't do that. To, not to beat the holy crap out of them like a lot of parents did for no reason. And that's why we're where we're at today. But like a good spanking to know your business, mm-hmm. you know, discipline. And, and uh, maybe there's tons of psychologists out there that say all oh, that stuff doesn't work. Well, I don't think, yeah, beating the shit out of your kid doesn't work, but a few spanks here and there. But letting them know that you're not messing around sure doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and the the, yeah, the fear of repercussions a timeout doesn't quite work that way like if i could put my no. my employees on a timeout that'd be great but then that's just wasting you, my then, time. then you're paying them <laughs> yeah, and you're paying yeah, them. yeah right go stand in the corner for 15 minutes oh off the clock and, then, and yeah right good <laughs> luck with that yeah i know <laughs> go clock out and stand over there in the corner for 15 minutes <laughs> yep. i'm not going to clock out you have me scheduled from nine to three yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'll clock you. I I got that power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll clock you somehow, <laughs> little bastard. All right. Yeah, that's before, funny, man. Before I stick my foot in my mouth more about employment and stuff. Um, Hopefully, your employees won't be listening to this podcast. I doubt tomorrow. it. They know it even. <laughs> um, they might know about the radio station because I've given out stickers and I've talked about it right. times, but otherwise right. they don't, I don't didn't talk about the podcast. I, nah, they're not my audience. I was going to tell you, uh, did you know Jeff's going to a Yankee game in a couple of weeks? Yeah. 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 yeah that's going to be good. That's going to get the makeup game or something like that. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, He's excited. It. He's never been to Yankee stadium. They haven't been in the new one since, I mean, only Yankee games I went to are the old stadium back in the. I've never been to New York. I'd like to go sometime, but I want to make sure COVID and all the other bullshit's over first. Oh yeah, you got to see that city fully open. It's it's a good. Yeah, time. you can't go there now. I mean, I'm sure some of the stuff's open back up, but I mean, I want it full fledged back to the way it oh, was. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I fully. Could you imagine going to Vegas like when it was like half open? That's an addiction. That's what I call it. Like if you yeah, have to go I to mean, Vegas when it's half open just to eat your gamble on or your drink on, right. you got a problem. That's that's not fun, but yeah. but I can't imagine going there and there's just nothing going on. No. I got I don't know my, how they survived. My parents live there, my sister my little sister like had to shuffle jobs in between because what was she doing when they when COVID? She was hit? uh sir, she's in the service industry, she's a server and oh jesus she would just move to from like a brew pub to a place on the strip like gonna make some uh -huh. money and then that went out and she so she found another job but yeah we'll see if she gets back to working on the strip again finally got a job that she was gonna make some good money yeah. and whammo they, she i mean first last hired first to go that's what really kind of happens my parents were retired so and old, so they're like, well, we didn't really go anywhere, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> we, know, we, uh, yeah. we just hang out anyway. We're just so here like, for the warm weather. And like, and the, uh, we can uh, order our groceries online and go pick them up. Sweet. Like, we yeah, yeah. Store? yeah. I love right. that idea. They're, they're like that. Um, I can't yeah. do that because then I say, oh, shit, we forgot to order Oreos. We forgot to order. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. We got... We got sugar snap peas, but we don't have any freaking ice cream. The hell is that? Yeah. Well, you got to do your own ordering. I just put in an order in Walmart a, last night or today for tomorrow that I got to pick up because I was like. But I, I want to walk. I, they need to do yeah. it virtual where you can walk the aisle oh, still yeah. and go, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Because I always forget something. Walmart. Every time I get up. Yeah. Are you listening? Are you listening? Virtual, virtual ordering at walmart.com. Yep. See, there you go. Uber and virtual ordering. You watch that shit's going to happen in yeah. a couple of weeks. Someone's going to make a million bucks off of it. And you can like, you better record. You got this recording, right? Oh yeah. We're recording. We're, well, Cause we're suing anybody that takes uh, this. We're, I'm copyrighting right, yeah, this bitch right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i could see it you got the actual aisle itself and you like see the oreos and you can go out and touch it and it's like how many you want two bags into your cart you could even have right. a virtual cart with you too if you wanted to there you go. You yeah. can just even kind of do, 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 look at me. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do. You know, you could even you could even walk in and grab the sanitizer wipe, wipe the there cart you down, go. Yeah. And then go into the store and do the virtual shopping and yeah. And you got to have the the fat gal that's only wearing a belly shirt and flip flops walk by you. You know, stocking <laughs> the products. Right. Right. Oh wait, no, that's a that's insane. Oh, yeah, it's a regular girl. Oh yeah, with the, all the people you see on those uh, Walmart memes, people you see at Walmart, yeah, put them. Oh yeah, in there. Right. The lady with the uh, sweatpants that are pulled up over her saggy boobs. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. all she's got on, and a pair of flip flops. Those are classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, um, I've seen a few of them. I've seen a few of them live. It's not pretty. It's yeah. It's not a pretty sight there at Wally World. Yeah, I've I've seen that too, and like. We'll be going to Walmart and I'll be like, why are you wearing that? You need to dress down. Dress down. Wear too fancy of clothes. Yeah. Walmart. You can't be dressing up going to Walmart. <laughs> Jesus. Is the Walmart 24 hours in Laramie still? Um, yes, I think so. It's gotta be. I don't know. I haven't been there in the past. Nah. Yeah, I think well, I don't know. Some of them I think went to like 10 o'clock and you know, then they stock the shelves at night. But um, maybe they have I don't know. they might have. But I wouldn't be surprised they went back to 24 hours. But yeah, I don't find myself. Maybe when school me. starts, they will. I don't know. Yeah. You don't find yourself at midnight going, I got to go to Walmart. No, not very often. I'm Jones and first Walmart. Anybody, we got to go. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so I got. Well, shit, man. I got one more question for you. Shoot. And uh, I asked this of everyone. And it's probably pretty simple. Since the show's called All My Friends, how'd we meet? Uh, through my brother. Yeah. Probably at that day. That was, uh, yeah, I think it was because Jeff. Was, see, and it was tough because I lived in Rapid City then. So you guys in Laramie were so far away. Yeah. That it was tough to come there a lot. I mean, that you're talking back in those days, it was what eight hour drive probably. Wow. Well, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. How far is Rapid from? And at 23. Yeah. I think Rapid. Let me see. Rapid to Laramie. Buffalo. How far is Rapid from Buff? Three hours. So it's probably a seven hour drive. Yeah. There's like a shortcut, but you couldn't do 80 back in those days. Yeah. But I bet it was. It says five hours, but I bet it was six or seven back then. Yeah. But, you know, when you're 23 years old, the last thing you were going to do was get on a, in a car and do a five, six-hour drive to go visit your brother. Yeah, true. You know? I mean, I never even came home to see my mom, so why would I? And you'd have to pass by Buffalo to get to Laramie. So, But I think I saw – I think I came there, and I stayed in Jeff's apartment up, up upstairs a couple times. Went to a football game. You know, and I think we, we did some other things and I'm sure that's where we met. Yeah. I was like, um, did he have, was he working in the media then when you went? Forward? Yeah, he was working. Okay. Yeah. He was working, you know, the sidelines and doing the sound or cameras or whatever they had him doing at the time. He was top cam. I was field 
camera. Because he would do, yeah, he'd do the one up up in that stand once in a while. Yeah. Um, and then, gosh, I remember, I remember Dad coming one time, and we all met down there for a game too. And then but I can't I, really, yeah, I can't really pinpoint an exact time when we met. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, at the moment I saw you, I was like, "Yep, you're Jeff's brother." That's pretty. Yeah. Easy to see right there. <laughs> I bet it was when Dad was there because all yeah. when all three of us were there. Uh, there that I know that uh, maybe Jeff was. He had that Sheridan upon, uh, on Sheridan Street with Kelly. Right. It probably could have been there too. If your dad was there, I don't know how much he brought your dad to that downtown apartment because um, it was probably a not a whole lot. Show. <laughs> right, right. There was a lot of shit going on there that Dad. Well, Dad could handle it. Yeah. Dad yeah. did a lot of dumb shit when he was younger too, so it wasn't it wasn't anything he hadn't seen before. Yeah, but, I tried to keep my parents at a distance in my apartments. Like, yeah, when I had an apartment, yeah, I think mom <laughs> came there maybe one time. You know, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a place that your parents needed to <laughs> frequent. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're coming over. No, you're not. I'll, I'll come over to your house. Yeah, no doubt. I'll you come know? home. <laughs> and I even lived, my parents lived in Laramie. So my mom, she knew that she couldn't pop in on me. Um, yeah. But I mean, only if she had to, like I wasn't in contact or whatever. So, uh, and she worked on campus. So she had all the connections for the parties. Right. Fantastic. I'd walk into her office and she's like, you going to a party on Steel Street this weekend? I was like, I am now. Yeah. Like, she's Thanks like, for the update. She's like, I heard the students talking about it. And I was like, I'm in. All right. I didn't have any plans. Right. And but thanks for the update, yeah. man. I appreciate it. That was that was good. But yet she was into my life a lot at the university because she worked on campus. So she knew a lot of stuff that most moms probably didn't know about their right. Students. Sometimes um, she probably didn't need to know all that. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Right. She'd probably been less stressed. She didn't know a lot of the yeah. stuff about me. No shit. <laughs> but everybody made it. We yeah. all made it through. We're good. Well, man, I want to thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks talk. for the invite. I appreciate it. thank paul for being on the show one thing we didn't talk about was the dash in in buffalo wyoming where paul and his wife are the owner operators of the business he told me his uh wife pretty much makes all the decisions there now if you haven't been you need to go it's a fantastic burger joint they have other food as well it's not too far off i-25 as you're going north and or south through wyoming on the eastern side of the state you will probably hear Paul's voice again on a future episode, and that episode will be all about pro wrestling. Now, folks, I am still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro to the show and or transition music to the show, like a guitar line, a bass line, drum line. If you play the flute, that'll work. Carl Arnett will work. Uh, anything like that, as long as it's good transition music. And so I can use it on the show and I will promote that artist. So if you are that artist, or you know that somebody have them contact me on my Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud, or if you know me personally, uh, you can connect with me through DMs, PMs, text messages, talk to me in person, 
but I need an artist to make an intro to the show. If they're not that motivated to do that, I will take transition music. It'd be great to have, and I will promote them on every show, every chance I get. On to the next episode.